Hey there, it's Elizabeth St. John. And it's the big J, Joel St. John. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we are back with you guys. Today we are talking of part two of what we started with Kevin Samuels talking um, just about men and is Kevin Samuels right? Is his diagnosis of the culture correct? Yes, big conversations. Hey, and listen, um, we do know, and thanks, some people have messaged, listen, we do know we've missed a week. It's been a crazy few weeks on our side. We yeah. just moved. Yeah, we just moved. <laughs> um, we got sick. While um, we were moving. While we were moving. It was just a lot of it stuff. It was terrible. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. But we are in our new place. Um, we're still trying to figure out the audio. Well, at least I'm trying to figure out the audio with the place. Um, so if you hear a bit of room for the next little bit, like, forgive me. But, hey, you know, we really want to make sure that we jump onto these conversations. And uh, these things are, this is important to us. We really think we're starting a lot of cool conversations with this podcast so we want to keep the the ball rolling yeah guys so forgive us and we will be back on the ball now that we are getting more settled into our new spot um so today's conversation i'm pretty excited about we uh did a lot of research and that's because I had a conversation with someone after they listened to the last episode we did on Kevin Samuels and honestly they challenged me a bit where they were like you know what do the stats have to say about the situation of black women and black men and do you think that Kevin Samuels and the women he talks to uh, and the situations that he's bringing up are really representative of the whole or of a very small minority Mm -hmm. of women so that was important to me because obviously I want to make sure that whatever we're talking about and you know the conversations we're having that we are being fair in our analysis of things. Um, Yeah, so that we're able to just like speak truth to whatever the situation is. Um, So yeah, lots of research went into it. So this episode's going to be a little bit more stat heavy as we go through what Kevin Samuels is addressing and what the situation is. And because it it is stat heavy, it's more so focused on um, just like, the USA. So these stats are representative of black millennials, um, black African Americans in the States. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just so that you know that, uh, I didn't find stats for black Canadians. So this is where the conversation is going to be centered around. All right. Okay, great. So let's dive in. So I think one thing that we can pretty much all agree on if you have watched Kevin Samuels and actually during the Christmas holidays when we were away, um, we went on a small trip and we were watching this like little mini series he did. Yeah. Um, just in preparation for this as well, where he talked to a whole bunch of like young black women. I think they were, you know, from the ages of 21 to like 26. I think that, I think those women maybe 26, yeah. 28, something and like that. Yeah, and just it was all about the modern women and their perspectives on marriage and children mm-hmm. and relationships, all that kind of stuff. It was face-to-face And face it too. was face-to-face, so yeah. it wasn't over, um, you know, calling in or video like he usually does. And from what I gathered, it seemed like he was his intent was to be more... Um, personable with these women yeah and to take i guess a slightly calmer approach than he does with the random women that call in Mm -hmm. uh so that was interesting to watch 
Um, and yeah, it just helped get the ball rolling with some of our thoughts on this. Um, yeah, so let's dive in. One stat that I actually found that was very, very interesting here, uh, that sort of goes against what we currently see in relationships between in particular black men and black women in the States is we have this idea that, yeah, it's really hard for black women to get married. Yeah. But when you actually look at the history, African Americans age 35 and older were actually more likely to be married um, in America than white Americans from about 1890 until sometime around the 1960s. And black women were actually often married earlier than white women. Very interesting. Yeah. So it wasn't always like this. No, it was not always like this. It was extremely different. I actually saw this chart and you see the drop off that sort of happens in the 1960s. And the fascinating thing is the 1960s is also what we know is um, the civil rights movement. Yeah. So um, African-Americans are now the least married of any major racial slash ethnic group in America. Uh, there's lots of, you know, hypotheses, 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 hypotheses. Yeah. Yeah. I was right. Okay. Hypotheses as to why that is the case. Um, some people say that, um, the low marriage rates in the seventies and the eighties were due to a deficit of marriageable men. So that could be because of the black white employment gap, incarceration rates of black men. The fact that just a lot of black men were getting killed or dying Mm -hmm. uh, for multiple reasons. Um, But at the same time, black men's demographic availability, unemployment, and the fact that they weren't making as much as their white counterparts uh, don't fully explain the differences in marriage between black and white people because black marriage rates actually started falling at the exact same time that racial discrimination um, was going down which was in the 1960s. Mm. So as the 1960s comes, quote unquote, on the books, less discrimination for black men um, and black women. And Mm -hmm. that is the exact same time that marriage rates started to decline. Mm. Really strange. Very interesting. But at the same time, that's also when incarceration rates started going up. So Uh, that is part of it too, right? Black men were being incarcerated a whole lot more. But I think what is interesting there is when I watch Kevin Samuels and I hear him talk, a lot of the times it can seem like he's sort of hitting in on women as if there is something about black culture with women that are making them unmarriageable. But... When you look at the stats and the history, black women and black men have been getting married and have been doing it really well mm-hmm. up until the civil rights movement. So what went wrong mm-hmm. is the question. Yeah. I think apart from that, uh, that's important to know is also that, um, you know, the proportions of black people who were poor is actually lower today than in 1960 and black median household income after adjusting for inflation is higher. Um, some other stats here that I'm reading. Hold on, so, so just yeah. to jump in. So if I heard you correctly, statistically, there are less black people in poverty now yeah. 
And black people are making more money now. Yep. Medium household income has yep. gone it's up higher. And, and it's adjusted for, for inflation. inflation, according okay. to the study that I read. Okay. Interesting. Continue. Yeah. So the black men, black woman dynamic is a super interesting aspect to this okay. because from what we can see with stats, black men are more than twice as likely to marry outside of their race than black women. Interesting. So that's another big factor. Mm -hmm. So we're playing in this game where there's already a limited amount of black men for women. Mm -hmm. And now those same men are the ones that are not marrying black women. It's not a huge number. It's actually in 2017, only 15% of black men were married to non-black women. So that yeah. can seem small. But when you compare it to black women, um, black women, only 7% of them in 2017 were married to non-black men. Uh, okay. So a little, a little over double. Exactly. A little over double. And when I was looking at some other, obviously different... Um, research centers might give slightly different numbers, but it seems to be the same. seems like black men are the only um, male group in different racial demographics that are more likely to marry out. Very interesting. You don't see that among Asians, and for white people, it seems to be completely equal. They usually marry themselves. Um, mm. So that's something there. Um, and then, of course, we just have the general knowledge that women usually tend to marry partners that have accumulated as much wealth as them, um, you know, have maybe gotten as much schooling as them. Uh, and most women are looking for men that are going to provide. Yeah. Or they have that somewhat in the back of their mind, even if they don't say it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's pretty big. And then when you look at the middle class, which I found this super interesting. Mm -hmm. Middle-class black women are actually more prevalent than middle-class black men. So if you are a black woman in America and you want to marry a black man that is middle-class, you're already fighting against the fact that there are way less men in the black men in the middle class than there are black women. Very interesting. So very small pool. Um... And there's actually more women that, so the middle class is like 20K to 50K, more women in that group, more women in the group that make 50 to 100K. The only group that has more men, black men, we're talking about um, like tax brackets now. The mm -hmm. only group that has more men is the group that makes 100K and up. This is according to Black Demographics, the African-American population. So you can check it out and we'll link it. Um, but in that group, there's 10,764 men. So what that means is if you actually want to have a situation where your likelihood um, of marrying a man in the same social class as you uh, is higher, you're going to have to be in the highest taxed tax bracket, which is the 100 can up that they mm -hmm. put in there. Or or be around them. So exactly because a woman usually will, will marry equal or above or above. So if you're going to be around them, it's OK. There's not a lot of men in the middle class, exactly. black men in the middle class. Yeah. Um, but there's more black men in the upper class yeah. compared to black women. So that you have 100 cannot. OK, so you have a higher 
likelihood of, of finding, finding somebody in that bracket. Yeah. Very interesting. But this is the thing. When I was thinking through this, we're looking at, okay, you're a, a middle-class woman. You're <clears> looking <throat> to find someone who makes the same or even up. And a lot of the women that come on the show, you know, everyone wants a, a six-figure salary man. Yeah. Oh, he's making six figures. Even though the funny thing is, according to this stat here, it's really only 2%. <laughs> of the black millennial population, single black millennials that make a hundred K and up. So oh, you're geez. fighting against like, and that 2% is men and women. So yeah. So you're fighting against that, mm-hmm. but let's be real. How many, and this is from a Canadian perspective, how many friends do you have? That's like, you know, let's say you want to get married. Do you want to be below 35? That's at least when most people are putting the pressure to get married. Mm-hmm. How many 30-year-olds, 28-year-olds, 25-year-olds, 32-year-olds do you know that are making 100K and up? Very little. Very little. And yeah. then you think of that with women. If you are a woman making 100K and up, it's usually... You've probably worked really hard to get to that place, right, in your career um, to be able to just, yeah, have that kind of consistent salary, um, which means you've probably put in a lot of years for education, yeah, a lot of time in that career, so you're probably going to be a bit older, maybe even past 35, maybe almost touching 40. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking at older women Mm -hmm. that are making that amount, you know, and there's a few more men in the pool. But those men that are 30, 35, 38, maybe even touching 40, are they going to pick another 35-year-old black woman who at that point maybe even has a child because she's been so single for so long, even if she doesn't? No, men usually marry women that are younger than them. That's just general. Yeah, especially when you start getting to that Exactly. A 35-year-old man is probably going to look for a woman that's, 30 28 26 if he wants to have a family Mm -hmm. um if that's his priority so now the women that are most likely to find someone in their same social class are already eliminated because those men are looking for women that are younger than them Mm -hmm. a lot younger so those are pretty much the stats that we've been looking at. And as I said, we'll link all of them. So some of the studies I went through so you guys can look at it for yourselves. But really what this paints and oh, I forgot one more thing. We know generally, uh, I think there was one dating app that put out some information they did and saw that the least reached out to group demographic of people were black women Mm. and this is pretty consistent across the board that when you just look in north american society black women are usually put as the least desirable group of people Mm. to be pursued for a relationship we live in a culture that praises Mm. eurocentric standards and black women are not that so What these stats point towards is a situation that if you are a black woman, you're already behind the ball. If your desire is to get married and have a family, find a husband, you're fighting against a lot of really crappy statistics in America, um, which is why we have that stereotype of the single black woman, with why we hear these stories so often. The stats are not in your favor. That's just what it is. Um... I'm sure Kevin Samuel knows these stats, but I think in light 
of me reading a lot of this and just you know brass tacks of what it is I think the posture should really just be more of sympathy because a lot of these things are not things that black women can actually change in the sense that they didn't they didn't create this situation whatever this situation Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. these stats are against them and that's just what it is yeah that's tough um i haven't said much just like absorbing all of it it's it's difficult um hearing those stats and as you said the stereotype that's out there a single black woman seeing this it's just women black women are least desirable least reached out to on these dating platforms yeah it's like you're in a between a rock and a hard place yeah. and as you said it, it almost in a hundred percent because um where we got these stats i know I've heard Kevin Samuels tell people, mm-hmm. look at this site, go look here, go mm-hmm. look here. Like the stats are clear. Yeah. So it does make me think, as you say, sympathy should be given. Mm-hmm. Um, truth should be talked about, but also it should be, there's a heart of sympathy uh, because you know, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. But it does make me think n- him knowing these stats, mm-hmm. that there's a empowerment that comes with this knowledge. Because it's like, he now says, hey, like, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And he can almost weaponize that knowledge to be mm-hmm. like, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. You might not know all these stats, but mm-hmm. inwardly, you know, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. If we put all middle class uh, people, women together, different races, yeah. and we put nine, we put 10 guys there, we know the majority won't pick you mm-hmm. if in terms of everybody equal in looks equal in money mm-hmm. n- m- the majority yeah but according to stats again the majority is going to pick a white woman <laughs> right so that's just unfortunately what it is so it's just it's it's i think it does color now with mm-hmm. what kevin samuel says uh it, how he says certain things uh being empowered with this kind of knowledge, it, it does seem like he weaponizes it now. But I, to be fair, mm-hmm. the women he does talk to, mm-hmm. I think, uh, when we talk about this minority, mm-hmm. right? There's this black minority that thinks a certain kind of way, talks mm-hmm. a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that usually get the most irritated, call him, and just mm-hmm. throw out all these things. And he can say... Mm-hmm. Like what you're saying statistically makes no sense. What kind of woman? So then he starts asking these questions that are Mm -hmm. just data driven. Mm -hmm. How tall are you? Mm -hmm. How much do you weigh? Well, I know majority of women that are, don't fit into the BMI or whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. Like statistically is going to put you here. Yeah. So he knows these things, weaponizes it in a way he's telling the truth Mm -hmm. But when instead of using it as and I can't say he's not empowering because there are people I've seen videos of him helping people. Mm -hmm. But it seems like when the ignorance is shown on the women's part, there's not this uh, patience of Mm -hmm. like you don't even know the pit that you're in. Mm -hmm. It seems like, okay, you you want to talk up? Well, I'm going to use you for ratings today. Yeah. And. That certain kind of woman, you know, hey, I'm I'm a bad B. I I want this. I I don't need no man. If I'm gonna have a man, he give me a kid, and you know, he's got to be a baller. He's got to have X, Y, and Z. And it's like, how old are you? Yeah. Oh, you're 32. Okay. 
How tall are you? How much do you weigh? I think it's okay. what you're saying is just unfortunately yeah. the kind of woman that will get the most clicks on yes. his platform is a woman who is 35, two kids, maybe from two different guys, um, generally overweight, maybe even a bit obese. You know, she could make some money. Uh, and she calls in with the expectation that I should be able to get a high-value man is what he's termed as a high-value man. Yeah. Um, Well-accepted by other men. Makes minimum 100K a year. Mm-hmm. Good-looking, generally good-looking by, you know, <clears throat> Western uh, standards. And, and what that is, you know, doesn't have kids. That's the kind of man that she's expecting. Mm-hmm. And... The hard truth is when you look at the stats, it's like the stats are not in your favor. That's 1% of the black millennial population that yeah. you're, and you're fighting against to get that. All the other women are fighting to get him. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, like you need to like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. So that is the hard truth. But I think my problem with all of these stats in, in mind is like how many women like that are actually calling in compared to how many other women are women that, you know, are, are decent women and that like would really love a relationship that don't even fit into maybe those categories. Yeah. yeah. Um, that no one is asking them out Mm. their chances of a relationship. You know, it's just really, really hard to come by. Um, and people's view now become the well let's just trash on black women and the fact that they are loud and they are this and they are you know aggressive uh and he profits off of that yeah and it's marketing at the end of the day yeah right like you you know i can get i can get the the farthest niche Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's good marketing. Good marketing isn't I'm not trying to be the general store. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to give everything to everybody. Yeah. I'm going to take the one percent yeah. of the ratchetest of the ratchet. Yeah. Pull them out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is one of the problems I do have with him. Sometimes it's the language. Mm-hmm. So he'll a, a woman that's totally out of pocket and ratchet with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He beats them up on air. Like he just, yeah. he slings. And then he says, you see guys, this is the modern woman. This is yeah. the woman. So he. That's the modern woman. Exactly. So, like, so he takes on. the 1% that yeah. is the worst of the worst that even everybody would be like, oh my gosh, this is not it. Yeah. Then take them and then paint this picture. Yeah. And by the way, we're not trying to like, just to be clear, we're not spitting on women because they had kids out of wedlock um, or because they're, you know, overweight. Like, no. Yeah. We're talking. That's not what we're spitting on. We're just saying like the attitude. Exactly. um, That comes with saying, I deserve this. Exactly. Um, There's an attitude. There's a bravado that they come on. That's more so what we're talking Um, about. Yeah. And when they do that to Kevin, Kevin responds Mm -hmm. in a a a verbally aggressive manner exactly and it may not be yelling but he starts saying okay well i'm gonna hit you with this work okay how Mm -hmm. tall are you how much do you weigh well you weigh you're a linebacker you Mm -hmm. weigh more than a man your height like 
that he Which starts is very hard oh, horse right but, and no matter a woman's journey with it, it it's mm-hmm. it's probably difficult yeah. but what i've realized is that's how that's his 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 what he does yeah so what happens is now that he says that out there this is the mm-hmm. modern woman mm-hmm. and he he takes a little bit of people's frustrations with feminism Mm-hmm. takes a little bit of people's frustrations with with some womanist movement yeah. takes some frustration from that incel and the red pill community mm-hmm. and he sw- slams them together mm-hmm. and he paints a bl- this is a black face on it yeah it's like you don't see this you don't see the attitude and then it reinforces what every man has probably experienced at least once in their lifetime yeah so what happens is like yeah Mm-hmm. These modern women are like that. Mm-hmm. So it it it's it does re- realistically. The, what are the percentage of the women that act like the ratchet of the ratchet, the worst of the worst situation? Yeah. It's probably one percent. Yeah, it's probably small. Yeah, but he paints it as it's uh, as it's bigger than it is. Yeah, and the this reason is he like ninety five percent of black women. Exactly. That, well, like, that's how he paints. That's it, how right? he paints it, and it's this is a, a stereotype. May always have some element of truth to it, but it's never the full story. Of course. That's just what a stereotype is. Exactly. So he's profiting off he's profiting off of the stereotype that at the end of the day, he's kicking the group that is already down. Like yes. they already have the cards stacked against them. Yeah. I think that's what we're trying to get at. Um, yeah, this is just a group that they don't have all of the opportunities, um, you know, to get into a relationship like they're white, they're Asian, uh, they're Indian counterparts. And when we, we were talking about this before and what really stood out to me uh, is that in a lot of these situations, he is saying things to certain groups of women that it's like, you know, you can't talk like this. You can't dress like this. You can't, that there's an element of truth there. Yes. Right. But why is it so, um, why does it get viral? Why do people love this content? What makes it so juicy? It's the fact that he is saying at home conversations online. Exactly. That is literally it. And we're going to break this down. Yeah. Let's think if you come from and this might be hard for you to wrap your mind around if you don't come from like a collectivist culture, a communal culture, a very traditional culture. Right. Maybe it's like you are like a Nigerian culture, an Indian culture, a Korean culture where Mm -hmm. uh, traditional uh, values are very important and are preached at you from when you're young. Exactly. Um, The truth is you hear all these kind of stuff at home. Mm-hmm. happens all the time yeah i can't even start to tell you because oh well, that's problematic nah your parents your father your aunties they regulate you at home exactly, exactly. that's just what it is like you like here's a reality you think it's just black people brucking it out here and being foolish Mm-mm. or it's, what? it's no. in every culture every culture has every culture every culture has their foolishness yeah but what happens what's different between uh, what we see with the Kevin Samuels mm-hmm. and versus other cultures yeah. is when it happens, mm-hmm. a dad sits them down and lays down the gauntlet of the law. Yeah. Right. And a lot of these cultures, listen, like when, when dad, he, like raises his voice, people shiver. Right. Yeah. Rather than cussing me. I'm like, Yo, who you think you're talking to, bro? Yeah. I'm a, I'm an independent woman. You can't talk to me this way. What are you independent? What are you, what are you talking about? 
and they know it's like, oh yeah, what am I talking about? Oh my god, like they, it's a different culture. And the thing mm-hmm. is, these cult, these conversations, they happen. Oh, and yeah, and Kevin yeah. Samuels always talks about it. First two years of college, they broke out. They're doing all this type of yep, stuff. Your Indian BFF, your Chinese BFF, they're in the club with you, doing all of that. Yep, but and they then, hit twenty eight. Not even twenty eight. <laughs> you're giving a lot of grace. It's it's that third year of university. All of a sudden, they're serious. I've seen it. Like they're serious about their studies. They're serious about okay, and then. Two years to three years after they graduate, they're married. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like they had fun and then something just switches. Yeah. Because in a lot of these communal collectivist cultures, they yeah. know there is a mission here. Mm-hmm. Right? We came here over here. Have your fun while you're young, but eventually you have to be part you're part of this mission. Yeah. That means getting married to a, a guy that has a solid income mm-hmm. that is from our culture. Mm-hmm. That you we get, approve of. You get married to him. You have children. Mm-hmm. You raise those children right, and you stay with that husband. Mm-hmm. And if that husband's behaving bad, we will regulate him. Yep. So it's like there's a communal goal yeah. right, of, what, of what's happening in these other cultures. And the reality is... With a lot of the, with the black community, mm-hmm. we don't have that. Yeah. We have a lot of broken homes. Mm-hmm. The stats are up upwards of 70% <laughs> yeah. of single parent households. So yeah. what happens is there's already a, there's a, uh, break. a, a break or a non-traditional yeah. uh, uh, movement that's happening mm-hmm. with, with um, ethnically black people mm-hmm. um, that are like westernized. Yes. So that's already starting to happen. And then you have somebody that, and we're suffering the consequences of uh, not having these two-parent households mm-hmm. or not um, having like traditional traditional family values, traditional family values, mm-hmm. um, ha- handling our money, not handling our money well, like all these issues. We're mm-hmm. starting to see the consequences of it. Yeah. Then Kevin Samuels comes along and says, "These are everything that's going wrong. Now I can start poking holes." And of course I can pull holes because they're there. You don't yeah. know what's there because it's like you're asking for a traditional mm-hmm. values and a traditional life. Yeah. You get married, you have children, the husband is traditionalized and he support he's the main breadwinner of the home. Mm-hmm. You want this. But eight not eighty to ninety percent of your life so far yeah. has not been that. Yeah. So and the- you don't want the structure that comes with that because that's what you're saying is it's that collectivist this traditional mindset and i understand it because i came from that exactly and the truth is there's a lot of annoying stuff that's a part of that culture i'm not saying it's perfect i'm not saying that oh you know traditionalism like that is the be all end all No, no 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 but there's a lot of key benefits to that like for an example i remember growing up and I think I was in high school and you know I had a group of different friends and a group of guy friends I was pretty close with and like I would be at the library and we're just hanging out like we're studying hanging out laughing joking together it's maybe like 8 p.m at the library but everyone's studying there and like my dad would call me hey where are you what's going on oh yeah I'm just at the library what time is it Elizabeth oh it's eight who are you with oh just some of my guy friends yeah, I'm outside to pick you up. We're going. In the car? He's like, you do not hang out alone with a bunch of men. I don't want to see that ever again. In my mind, I'm just like, why is so annoying? This is a sexist patriarchy. Just not wanting me to hang out with my friends and whatever, whatever. But 
he is a man is like there's a certain kind of perception and something that comes if you as a young lady are always hanging out with just guys around you and there's certain things that can happen. And I want to jump in here. Here's the thing, because I know there's some people squirming in their seats listening to this. So what are you saying? Are you saying that if you do this, you're somehow, you know, the, the a, a streetwalker or Dutton? We're not saying that. Mm-hmm. This is the reality. And our parents that come from these collective cultures mm-hmm. know this. Yep. They tried to tell us and we see it happening online, but we don't yep. want to listen. Listen, a rumor is enough to mm-hmm. kill someone's reputation. To ruin your name. And our parents... So not everyone's parents, but people Mm -hmm. that come from a collective culture, they understand that protecting your reputation, even though sometimes it can be toxic, Mm -hmm. protecting your reputation is something that is important. Yeah. And there's certain places you won't go, certain people you won't hang out with, Mm -hmm. certain times you're not going to be seen with certain people because you know what? I want to protect my reputation Mm -hmm. because it, it, it. a rumor is enough to uh, a piece yeah. of slander is enough to kill reputation. Mm-hmm. Now that's a very non-Western way of thinking. Exactly, and right? also to protect the family name. Exactly, because when we want to get you married, you are marrying into a family. Exactly. So if the family's reputation is now out the window, I can't help you as a father anymore. Exactly. Yeah, and. Guys, listen, I know some of y'all are like, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. That's yep. fine. You can disagree. But hey, we've been t- all we've been saying is we're just giving you the stats. Mm-hmm. We're giving you our lived experience. Yep. This is where it's at. We're seeing this clash all over the world. Western uh, civilization, post uh, postmodernism, no authority, yeah. individualism. I can and do what I want. I can do what it's I fine. want. Clashing against collectivism, traditional family values. Listen, there's there's a lot of benefits on both sides and a lot of issues on both sides. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to family values, we've already seen, the studies yeah. have been done. There's just stats upon stats. That and say, what you want your goals to be. Exactly. Right? And, and here's the biggest issue, and I think, again, this is where Kevin Samuels capitalizes on it. He knows yeah. You want to party up and turn and turn up and do twerk and do want? all as you want in your 20s, but that disadvantages you mm-hmm. as a woman that you turn 33, 34, 35 and all of a sudden you want to wake up and be married to a certain kind of man. Mm-hmm. It's like none of them are looking for you. Mm-hmm. You're older. Mm-hmm. The guys that are in your age group are most likely going to marry someone younger. Mm-hmm. Right. We already talked about, unfortunately, black women are the least desirable. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're you're in the pit now. So he's and like just a heads up in case you this is your first time listening. We're black. I'm a black woman. <laughs> so just so you don't think this is like a white couple. This, this church, uh, <laughs> these guys are, are they're anti-black. Yeah. Like, no, I'm a black woman. <laughs> so I have personally experienced this. Uh, just a disclaimer, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me. But yeah, listen, y'all, like th- this is something I've, yeah. I've seen it. I watched a lot of Kevin and, yeah. and what I've seen, it's the same thing over and over again. And he says it, he's like, Hey, you can't make this up. It's the same thing over and over again. You know why? Because there's certain kinds of women mm-hmm. that are going to go on his channel and try to wrestle him down. Mm-hmm. And the ones that yeah. try to wrestle him down are proving his stereotype right. 
Yeah. Don't, but the thing is, I've watched his full shows. Yeah. And there's women that come on, black women, beautiful black women that are just gentle, talk. You're not going to see him make a 15-minute clip yeah, of him and of put course. it everywhere. It's not juicy. It's not juicy. Yeah. It's in his th- two or three-hour shows that it's hidden somewhere. Yeah. You're not going to see that. But trust me, when those women start going off, oh, please believe he's yeah. going to make a video of you because it's entertaining. Yep. So so we have to understand the narrative of what's really going on. The reality is he's tar- he's making use of the, of the stereotype. Mm-hmm. He's targeting the stereotype. He's mm-hmm. saying things that he knows that stereotype is going to get irritated at. Yep. He records those conversations, yep. puts it out there, and he's gotten famous off of it. Mm-hmm. And he paints... The picture of it being all modern women yeah. think like like this. Yeah. The reality is, of course, we know it's not. Yeah. But he he does lean into that hyper, hyperbole because he knows that's what gets the clicks. Yeah, exactly. Um. So really, just to wrap that point up, is he is able to do this because there is a gap in a lot of black homes um, where there is not a father instructing the son on this is how you actually navigate relationships. This is how you date. This is how you become a husband, a father, instructing his daughters, mothers being like, no, you don't walk out with a bonnet on. You don't do that. You have to present yourself properly. This is how you act. And I remember my mom doing the same thing to me. I pushed up against it. But now I'm like, I'm so grateful for that. Where it's like, there's a certain way that you conduct yourself as a woman. There's a certain way you conduct yourself as a man. You can call that offensive. But we often see the fruits of it, unfortunately. When you don't have that stable influence, all it takes, you're hanging out with those guy friends. Okay, one guy you sort of like, you're 16, boom, you get pregnant. Okay, now you're figuring that out. You're already in a disadvantaged place. You're probably, you're, the amount of money you can even make to support yourself now is lower. We see that in stats. The chance of you now finding a partner is even more affected because most people, when they're looking to get married, are looking for someone that doesn't have kids. Not saying it doesn't happen. Of course it does. Thank God it does. But it's not the usual. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Yeah. Um, And I think it really goes back to, at the end of the day, and we talked about this too, is that if, I think if Kevin Samuels really, really, really wanted to help the black community, if that was really his heart's desire, um, one, this makes me think about the last episode we did on the high value man, he would really push into men trying to stop the cycle that's already going Mm-hmm. If you are, we're focusing on the black community. This is who calls in. If you are a black man and you are sleeping around with multiple women, mm-hmm. you're getting multiple women pregnant. You're leaving those women to now raise those kids on their own mm-hmm. where they don't have another financial partner to rely on. They don't have a strong male influence that can help raise their sons. Mm-hmm. You're continuing the cycle. Exactly. A high value man should be a man that's like, I'm going to find a solid, if he wants to date in his race, a solid black woman that I can raise a family with that I know I can instill good value so that those kids can do the same exactly and keep that money in the black community yeah that's what a high value man would really do 
But instead, he's sort of just doing this whole, well, high value men can do whatever they want because they're the most desirable. Like, come on, that's not helping anyone. No, it's not. And it just goes back to what, yeah, we touched on it before, but just following godly principles for dating and marriage we can push up against it you can say it's evil you can say that it's restrictive but there is so much good that comes and benefits women in particular exactly and we'll go through it for instance dating a lot of these women that call in you've been dating him for five ten years uh he's abusive he's hitting me of course that stuff happens but if you decide, hey, I'm gonna, I'm looking for someone to marry. I'm not just gonna go date them on my own and do whatever I want. And you know, well, I'm a grown woman. Grown woman's business is my private business. I don't need to tell anybody about what I'm doing. He's my man. No. If you're like, you have to meet my best friend. You have to meet my auntie. You have to meet my uncle. You have to meet my grandma. You have to meet my pastor. You have to meet um, the the usher in my church. <laughs> you got to meet my father. You, you gotta... have to meet my father. Yeah. You have to meet all of these people before you can even think of saying I do. We're not doing no runaway wedding and no one knows about. Like no one has met you before you propose to me. Mm-hmm. Like in communal cultures, that. The kind of thinking is madness. Yeah. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And as I've said, there can be negatives to communal cultures. I've experienced it. But the positives is that if you are getting married, we are all a part of this, mm-hmm. which means if something goes wrong, we're there to support you. Exactly. So when you date in community and you bring this guy, if he has abusive streaks or tendencies, even if he's hiding and you're dating in community for long enough, all it takes is for one uproar that he makes. He just speaks a bit loudly. And Auntie's going to, hmm, that looked weird. Yeah. I'm going to talk about, <laughs> I'm going to bring that up with you when, when we're alone. Yeah, yeah. He talked to you a little bit too loud. I saw how he grabbed your hand. I saw how he didn't open the door for you. Because those are the sort of questions I got those when we were dating. They asked me questions about your character. They were watching. And Mm -hmm. why do they do that? To protect you. Exactly. It's true. It's so important. They can protect you from marrying an abusive, problematic person. And the next thing here is healthy male headship. Yeah. Okay. If there is another male that you're submitted to, and uh, this Mm -hmm. might be foreign language for people. So let Mm -hmm. let me like modern and up mm-hmm. is there if there is a man that is in your life that you are saying hey this is the my go-to person that yeah. when they say hey uh joelle i think you got to change that you're like yes yeah hey you, you know what i think this is something you, sh- you should think about and you're like yeah i i agree yeah that's what we would call headship mm-hmm. and that openness to uh to taking what they say seriously is what yeah. we would say that's like submission carries a certain level of authority exactly mm-hmm. so we have to understand healthy male headship can call out another man's foolishness exactly and that protects women mm-hmm. when if it's just a man and i think we said this we were we were, we were running around and it said and we said the yeah. only thing that can defeat a strong intelligent woman is in a highly aggressive male mm. 
Because yeah. a woman, when she's smart, she can outthink a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. But if a guy is crazy enough. And he's angry. And he's angry. It doesn't yeah. matter how smart you are. Yeah. We're just going to overpower you physically. By strength, yeah. Yeah, and that's just not right. And that that's a disadvantage. But when you have male headship that is just like, hey, we're dating, you know, meet my so-and-so. You don't have a dad. Maybe it's your pastor or an uncle. Yeah. Like a, a, a guy that's like, hey, you know, yeah. um, he's the person I go to for advice. Like, yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. That guy's going to be like, okay, so... Yeah. Like if, if I you act the fool one on one, yeah, like <laughs> I'm, I'm act the fool. There's, there's going to be uncle so-and-so, my father, so-and-so pastor, so-and-so yeah. they're going to be like, Hey, what's up, bro? I'm hearing that this is going on. Yeah. Like what's, are you okay? Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and that sets guys straight. Yeah. Hear this. Some of you might be thinking, ah, it might be too much. Listen, if you as a woman, Say, I want you to meet a man that's very important to me in my life. And yeah. he runs away. You chased away a demon. Yep. You Don't follow that. You chased away <laughs> a diamond. A hundred percent. Yeah. You just saved yourself years yeah. or maybe even decades of heartache. Yeah. Because. Or even your life. Exactly. There's men out here killing people. Exactly. Like this is how serious this is. This is how serious. If we really care about women's safety, it's like, no, you need to meet my father, my uncle. You need to meet my pastor. And if he's like, this guy's sketchy, that's a big red flag. And and listen, this is important, y'all. This is not too much. Yeah. This is not extra. Yeah. This is for your protection. If yeah. In case you aren't seeing how crazy this world is. It is, it is very, now, as much as we might think it's empowering for women, mm-hmm. it's actually not. It disadvantages y'all so much yeah. by how this individualistic thing works. Yeah. Like, no, you have a team, you have a family. If you don't find one, there's yeah. ones that are around there. Yeah. Even if it's an older brother figure that, exactly. you know, he's, he's smart, he's wise, he's yeah. married, he, he's got his heads on his shoulders. So he knows if I say, hey, honestly, he did this and he's like, you need to get out of there now. Yeah. Like, and like t- hit him up and be like, listen, this ain't working out. Yeah. Like you, you need some of that. You're going to trust to make those tough calls for you because yeah. when you're blinded by uh, infatuation, mm-hmm. you're going to need some people that are going to say, Hey, you're not seeing this properly. Yeah. So the other point on here is, and you know, if you're not a Christian, you maybe have not heard this and there's some Christians that do this too, but just not living together before marriage. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for you as a woman in general, we know that the stats, I don't have it on me right now. Uh, but the stats show that when you live together before marriage, you're actually more likely to get divorced, um, rather than if you wait. So not living together before marriage, making sure that it's like, nah, like if I'm going to commit years of my time, my body, possibly even having kids if we're living together, there needs to be some hard and fast commitment here. That's just what it is. You can't Mm -hmm. just move out and this is done. We're not buying a house together Mm -hmm. (laughs) unless like our names are on government paper. Like mm-hmm. we are married. Yeah. Not living together before marriage. That's big. Um, intentional dating. So shorter dating time, making sure that you're not, why would you waste 
I just don't understand it. 10 years of your life on someone who the next day decides, uh, it's just, you know, we, we, we just have different goals in life. I've never understood that. So for a decade now, like you, you just woke up with a different goal in your life. Here's and and again, think about this rationally. You are, you're 25. You get into a relationship with a guy. You guys are both 25. Mm-hmm. He says, you know what? Let's be in a relationship. You blink, 10 years pass. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? This is dumb. I, I don't love you anymore. And he walks away. Mm-hmm. He's 35. You know what most men do happen in their 35s? They start making real money. Mm-hmm. They start. So he's actually reaching his prime. Mm-hmm. Men's, uh, what, what was it called? Earning, Sec- earning potential, their yeah. sexual market value are highest when they're older. Yeah, at like 40. 40, yeah. Yeah. So he's starting to reach his real prime when he's going to make some legit money. He yeah. dropped you off. And here's the reality. Woman, listen, you might be making more money, mm-hmm. but if you wanted children and he dropped you off and you were being faithful to him yeah. and he dropped you off at 35 and now you're at high risk in an age where pregnancy is high risk. Yeah. Like it disadvantages you when you don't date intentionally. Yeah. Don't waste your time with yeah. bozos. Yeah. Don't think your 20s is just a time for you to uh, just be wild, date whoever, just figure. No. As a woman, the 20s is your time to be strategic. Yep. Be strategic. Who am I spending time with? Who am I dating? And this is all if if your desire is for marriage and children and family, you have to be very strategic. If yeah. your desire is not for this, then you're fine. Do what you want. Make your money. Yeah. Based off the stats, you're probably going to make more than a regular black guy. Exactly. Do what you want. But if your focus is, no, I really want to settle down in the future, you have to start thinking about it earlier. Exactly. Uh, Because the truth is you can do all of that and it's more likely that a white woman will be picked as a partner. Mm -hmm. So another thing here is marriage with familial support. As we said, that's super important. Uh, Making sure that, you know, if you're, you're dating this person, you're spending time with this person, something goes wrong it's he has someone to answer to yes if he he can't just run away because our parents are in on this our aunts and uncles are in on this Mm -hmm. there's someone i can go to to lean on Mm -hmm. that is so important for you as a woman you need that support system Mm -hmm. and just sharing the same uh strong family values and stable environment to raise your children in Uh, of someone who you know is of the same mindset as you Mm -hmm. yep and lastly strong family values and stable environment to raise your kids in like listen and and i know people are like oh single parent households there's two parent households that are destructive of course of course there are and (laughs) like yeah of of course there exactly but here's the reality two parent households that both of them intentionally want to create a stable mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring up the best kids. I was watching yeah. uh, this uh, conversation with uh, Jordan Peterson's daughter. Um, I forgot her name. Uh, but I think it's Michaela. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, she was having a conversation talking about the issues with Harvard. Not um, they're limiting the amount of Asian uh kids that are going in mm-hmm. um I, just navigating that whole thing with education and they said if there was no limits like that school would be they'll be enrolling like 43 percent asians mm. and he said that's not our fault one mm. we're minority 
but two, and he listed off all the same stats, two parent households. Mm-hmm. They study more than, than most Americans, like an yeah. hour and something more yeah. regular. So it's like stable environments yeah. with a two parent household. And I noticed I said two of them. Yeah. Uh, two parent household and a stable environment yeah. produce better children. Stats yeah. have been in, they've been in forever. Yeah. And it's like, if that's something uh, as a woman, if you want a, a, a husband and a child, like that's something you want to have conversations with the, with yeah. the guy about, Hey, you know, what are your thoughts around like having a stable house? What does a stable house look like to what you? What does that mean to you? Yeah, yeah. Because you can marry somebody and if he's a bozo yeah. and he's, and it's not a stable environment, you're, he's just going to be abusing you and abusing the kids. It's not exactly. good either. So Date with intention, yes, but also make sure it's like, hey, I want to, I want a husband, I want children, but I want a stable environment, and you yeah. cannot do that alone. Yeah. It takes two thinking adults that to, to to create something like that. Yeah. So I know that was a lot there, um, but yeah, I think this was just good for both of us. It was super interesting for me, as I said, to just dig into the research and. I definitely think my my views have changed a lot from just like digging into that um, of, yeah, how the how we should process through these things. So I really hope that this conversation was helpful for you and, you know, thinking about some of the stuff Kevin Samuels has said and just relationships, family dynamics, all of those things and our modern perspective on how we should approach that. Um, any last thoughts for you, babes? No, I, I know <clears throat> I know this episode probably made some people mad. You know, maybe some, some of y'all might be a bit irritated or even sad mm-hmm. about like, shoot, like this is where we're at. Here, listen, people, there's always some kind of disadvantage yeah. everywhere. But the biggest thing and what's the beautiful thing about the human race is we figure out ways to overcome. Yeah. Uh, we, we research, we do what we can and we make the adjustments in our lives and around our lives, uh, for forward movement. So this is not to, to, to discourage you. This is not to beat up on you. We're just trying to talk about what the culture is talking about. And I hope this will, uh, start conversations with you and your friends and start thinking about, okay, what is the kind of life do I want? Okay. Hey, this is where I'm at now. Yeah. What do I want in the future? Yeah. What steps can I take in the f- now that can help that future uh, manifest itself? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about uh, rubbing crystals and thinking it's going to drop out the sky. Like yeah. you, we we got to put some elbow grease out here to to really make things happen. So all of this is 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 we're saying with the utmost grace and, and prayerfulness. We're not we're not trying to beat anybody up, but the brass tax is in. The stats are here. Um, and I think it's now to start having some real conversations at home and with our friends. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is it from us tonight. And yeah, we'll be back hopefully soon with another episode. So love you guys much. And please remember to share this episode. Remember to leave a review. Now you can actually like five or you can rate episodes on yeah. Spotify. So please leave a rating, um, a five-star rating. Leave a rating as well on Apple Podcasts. You can just say something nice. We will read it and we really appreciate it. And make sure to share this episode with a friend if you enjoyed the conversation thanks so much love you guys love y'all easy